Welcome to a new episode of Coffee Pods. We are really pleased to be with you and discussing another big question around <laughs> Christian healing. And it certainly is big, isn't it, Wes? This yeah, one. okay. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a good one. <laughs> well, over at the Healing Academy, we are looking at the demonic and strongholds, deliverance. And so our podcast uh, for this month is around the same topic. Um, so we hope that you do find it helpful but the question I'm going to bring to you today Wes that we can just chat through okay right people think that the devil or Satan is an equal power to God don't they you know it's it's often a war yeah so what is the nature of evil would you say around this I mean it's it's really interesting isn't it um I want to say where did you ever get that idea that yet Satan and God are opposite absolutely you know, mm. good and evil. Where do you ever get the idea that they're equal? Yeah. You know, because actually Satan um, or the accuser, the Satan, actually, mm-hmm. in, in the scriptures, you know, and, and from uh, by extension and the devil and all of that, that sort of focus. Um, they are created beings. But God is creator. It's, it's like it's like me going into the ring with a professional heavyweight champion boxer. It's like. You know, I, I may be kind and he might not be, but actually <laughs> we're not equal, though we are opposite. Yeah. And and I, I think in, in a sense, you know, the danger for us is that we assume that this is an equally matched contest, because I think that's the message that Satan wants us to have. OK, that actually this is this is on a knife edge and we might not win. And actually, we're not that safe and God really can't do it. And I think that's all part of the big lie. Mm. Um, you know to be honest about it um generally speaking yeah it's a great question uh, what's the nature of evil gosh um well i guess we, we've all seen evil um on our televisions uh, on the news newspapers you know we've even maybe witnessed uh people really losing it with one another and everything you know everything from the little to the big mm. but there are sort of three things that there's sort of moral evil so they're the decisions the choices that we make that negatively impact others and at times ourselves and the world, of course, in which we live. So there's a great debate, isn't it, about um, climate and yeah. whether uh, the choices of um, the big multinational companies polluting, you know, a, a moral evil. There mm. are things that should not be done, which are, I mean, where we are at the moment, it's, it's all about the water companies, isn't it? pumping yeah. raw sewage into rivers and and into the sea and so in a sense you know we can point the finger at government and politicians and perhaps the odd ex-prime minister and other things about what we think is moral evil but of course the truth is we might not do it in the big but we also do it in the small yeah you know so i can do my own moral evil in a sense i can make choices that could negatively impact others Mm. that maybe nobody's going to die or whatever but nevertheless I've had you know an angry word or something you know and Jesus says to uh disciples uh, you know uh, on Sermon on the Mount just even being angry in your heart is about the same thing as murder Mm. because that's the same sort of root so there's that sort of thing and then you'd say there's say natural evil um a hurricane okay uh, a typhoon um, an earthquake I mean, we've mm. seen horrendous things take place syria and turkey mm. and even through italy and some some places and of course um 
people people in those moments they want to find someone responsible for it yeah you know so there's that it called it used to be called an act of god as if god said oh you know we haven't had an earthquake for a while let's have one <laughs> um and, and 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 so part of the thing is um is how how we understand those natural um evils the things that take place uh in our world and and of course some of them can be attributed back to um things that we do mm -hmm. but also some of them are just a world in some form of decay perhaps because from my perspective we're out of sync with the creator that made us okay so you can see that sort of thing yeah and then it's the one that you're really asking about which is the <laughs> demonic evil isn't it I mean, yeah like, that's the big one <laughs> that is the big one you know and, and of course people say does the does the devil have you know horns and uh you know um a, a spade tail and a trident and is he red and stuff and mm. actually that's probably got more to do with medieval painting than it actually has to do with <laughs> reality um and so but there is activity and influence from malevolent forces that are opposed to God and opposed to good. Okay. And they are opposed to God's creation. They're opposed to God's people. They're opposed to humanity because we're made in the image of God. So that's the sort of thing you've got. Yeah. And of course, that's the big thing, isn't it? We, you know, our moral evil, we... We want to point our finger at other people, but not ourselves. Yeah. Um, a natural evil, we want to blame God and not ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but the demonic, we find it easier to say, okay, you know, mm, is there something beyond this? So, but, yeah. so two things. All right. Um, the first one, I, the smaller part of my question, when you're talking about the demonic evil, you've already said that, so the devil mm -hmm. w was created by god yeah so it what is it that has made him so opposed to god um great i mean traditionally uh, lucifer was the uh, angel who led worship in heaven yeah and he got in his head uh, that he wanted to be god he wanted to be in that place mm -hmm. and so he instead of being drawn to God he was he, he 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 drew away from him and of course the bible says a third of the angels fell with him mm. and that number is limited it doesn't you know angels don't keep falling now you know, yeah. that's it that was the <laughs> thing and of course Isaiah 14 talks about this in picture language about one of the kings who I will exalt myself to the throne um mm. but of course the other thing is and it's funny isn't it and, and this probably sounds weird, but it is God's love for his creation, both physical and spiritual, that he gives us great freedom and latitude. Yeah. Some of which we use against him. Yeah. Which and we but, can see in our own lives, can't we? But yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, Lisa, but my even though my evil might be little, you know, it's still mine. Yeah. Um, but of course, the thing about it is that people say, you know, well, if God was if God really knew what he was going to do, why did he allow the devil to be, you know, to, to go? Yeah, but actually, it's because of God's character and love and nature that he wants us all to live in a freedom with him. 
and there is risk within that. So there you mm. go. Thank you. Okay, and then just one more bit before we move on to something yeah. else. Um, so you've mentioned moral, natural, and demonic evil. Yeah. Um, do they all stem from the the devil, or you know, because he, he he's essentially one one example of what could have happened maybe to anybody. Um, yeah, and of course, in the end, you have to sort of go back to the thing the first time that we are given language about Satan interacting with humanity and it's okay. the garden of Eden. And as God said, yeah. So if you, if you like the root of it does go back to that. Yeah. So in a sense, if I could say if Satan hadn't messed with us in the first place, yeah, you know, the world would be a very different place. Um, but there again, having um, sown that, possibility and that mindset into us we have also developed that ourselves i see yeah which is how in a sense you get three levels of evil in that um you know every time i every time somebody loses their temper it isn't because the devil's sitting next to them and saying now's a good time to lose your temper <laughs> yeah something it, it's their choice and it's the the bias that they've now they've got and they and they develop every sure. time somebody's unfaithful in a marriage yeah. It's not because, you know, there's a little demon saying, oh, he's nice. She's nice. You know, yeah. it's, it's because we've we've taken that into us and we developed ourselves. So so there is that bit of it. But there's also mm. the bit that says, well, actually, if, it, if he hadn't kicked it off in the first place, we wouldn't be here like this now. Yes, I see. And I think I think finally, I mean, on that sort of thing, and I know that some people see the devil in everything. And yeah. Uh, and then some people don't see him in anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, so I don't think the, the devil's responsible for all evil now. I think I do quite well by myself. Um, <laughs> but also there are things that you look at in the news or your paper or things that are going on. And you think that has an unnatural mm. impact and an unnatural longevity. And, and like, so some of the massacres that have gone on yeah. that say in Rwanda, where neighbours lived with one another until a day, and then they turned and massacred them. Mm. And you have to say, actually, that's not normal. It's not natural. There must be some supernatural life behind that. Yeah, I see. That's right. really helpful. Yeah, thank you. OK, so then um, just carrying on a little bit with this question of right. um, the devil being uh, in equal power to God, I suppose. What would you say the devil's plan is, Wes? <laughs> do, do you know, one of the big problems is I, I, I wonder that I can easily work this out. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like there's a story of a little boy who's uh, walking out of church with his dad and his mum and the, the vicar has given them hellfire and brimstone and, and, and sin and everything. Yeah. As he walks out, the little boy turns to his dad and says, if he's supposed to be a Christian, how come he knows so much about sinning? You know, oh. <laughs> and I think, okay, I was supposed to be an Anglican priest. How come I know? You know <laughs> maybe not. Um, it seems to me that the devil's strategy is to dominate us. He wants control. Mm. He wants control of our lives, our hearts, our minds, and our bodies, and our society, and our culture, and our world. And he can't be God, so he wants to act like it. And he wants to dominate. I think he does it by confusing us and deceiving us. Yeah. So, you know, you take the whole thing about uh, has God really said in, in Genesis chapter 
three. Oh, it's got yes. to be, you know, yeah. um, the words didn't bring the, you know, the, yeah, he has and bog off, which is mm. the Greek word for go away. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it brings a confusion to us. And we start to doubt the truths that we know. I think he then wants certainly to separate us and disconnect us from God and from truth and from love and from grace and from peace. And then I think another way that he as he causes distress. I mean, if, if you talk about sickness as a dis-ease, a disease. Okay, dis-ease, yeah. Okay. But actually he wants us to be in a place of anxiety and stress and, and being de-stressed because we are literally separated from God. Mm. Ultimately he wants to destroy us. I mean, you know, Satan doesn't like people. No. Because we're made in the image of God. And he looks at you and he looks at me and he looks at a newborn baby and he looks at grandparents who have lived together faithfully and he hates it because yeah. it reminds him of the God that he cannot be. And it really gets to him. So he does tend to counterfeit stuff. He copies stuff mm. to try and get us to, um, you know, there's a form of um, a spirit that, that mimics the people that we used to know. And, and some get caught up in spiritualism mm. um, with it as well. And of course, it's not the person that they're talking to. It's a, a spirit that mimics it. So it's the counterfeit sort of thing. Yeah. And that's his, that's his sort of strategy. Dominate, deceive, disconnect distress destroy all of that yeah and you can certainly see it um in in ministry can't you when we are praying with people in need yeah. and yeah. you can see where this is um happening in people's lives but the wonderful thing is is we don't know that we do know that god has a plan as well, <laughs> don't we yeah. Yeah. um so bring us some encouragement where's what's god's plan okay well do you know that the wonderful thing is um i've, I've worked out that that Satan didn't really understand what was happening on the cross. At the cross, he thought he was getting rid of Jesus. Yeah, he did. Very clearly, that was his strategy. Okay, He didn't realize that grace would triumph over guilt. (laughs) And he didn't realize that in the whole process, that that killing Jesus was the very thing that would bring his kingdom to an end, his own kingdom to an end. And so I, I, I liken God's plan to this, that, the arrangement is that if a sinless sacrifice was given in atonement, then anyone who um, pled that sacrifice, anyone who laid hold of it and said, that was for me, that Satan would no longer have legitimate hold of or legitimate access to mm. And therefore, it's not that Satan says, well, you're mine and you'll always be mine, because actually to say, no, no, Jesus, when he died, he died for me, which means that you have no legal hold on my life or access to my life anymore. And when you do come knocking, I can tell you to go in Jesus name because I don't belong to you. I belong to him. Yeah. And of course, that was that was how the. Um, the redemption the the redemption plan worked out because actually satan is a bit of a lawyer he knows the (laughs) law and so he knows that everybody who sins legitimately belongs to him Mm. so actually when we when we when we give our lives to jesus we say no actually we don't belong to you we belong to jesus now yeah then then his legal hold is broken over us 
And of course, that's that's the great thing, which is why. And you know that prayer where it says, Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me. Yeah. A sinner. That's the thing. I don't say the a sinner bit. I say, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, <laughs> please. <laughs> but actually, though I can still sin and do stupid things, right? I am fundamentally no longer a sinner. I am actually a child of God. And that's the difference. Yeah. And, and, and naturally declaring that and praying that into your life is definitely something we should be doing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. absolutely. Wonderful. This has been really helpful. And I'm just thinking um, if you're listening to this and you feel like um, it's an area that you do need prayer ministry for, do hop online, have a look at where the local healing hubs are to you. We also have a digital healing hub if you're not able to reach one near you. But Wes, would you just pray maybe a blessing um, for those who are listening? Yeah. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we have talked of things which touch into life and those that we love and the world in which we live. But today, God, in these moments, Lord, we want to belong to you. Lord, I am so grateful that because of Jesus, we can belong to you. And Lord, I pray today for your blessing and your peace upon us, that we might live under your love and your grace Mm. and in the freedom that Jesus has already gained for us on the cross. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I say to you, receive Jesus and be in blessing today. Mm. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So um, we'll be catching you again in two weeks where we're going to be looking at a big question again around this topic of um, when I'm under attack or under pressure, how can we defend ourselves? And um, please like, please share, please subscribe. It all helps. And we look forward to catching you next time. Bye bye.